Live from Momo Pizzeria and Ristorante Studios at 44th and O. Morning radio for the entire capital city. This is LNK Today with Jack and Friends on the Voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. All right, greetings and welcome in on a Thursday morning, April 14th, 2022. It is 610, and right now, wow, 29 degrees in the capital city. No wonder I'm turning the heat up here in the studios right now. We are below freezing, so hopefully you got those flowers inside. Uh, It was 90 degrees two days ago. It was 90 (laughs) degrees today it like seems so cliched at this point to do the whole man weather is crazy here at certain times of year and we were at 90 and then we had flurries and we had wind and we were below freezing and uh but nonetheless here we are you know i I mean i guess the one thing you can say is now that we're through all of that you're gonna have pretty much consistency for almost a week for now which is partly sunny skies Highs in the fifties, um, you know, not terrible. I guess it could be worse. I mean, I mean, let's be honest. The one thing that you could wish for is that you don't have uh, thirty mile an hour winds with this. If we're talking ten mile an hour winds. I'm thinking mid fifties. That's not bad. Mid fifties yeah. and sunny skies all the way through what the nineteenth won't be too bad at all. So we'll just uh, we'll just hope the wind holds off. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I know, right? I'm just. We now have a wind advisory do- and a red flag warning for today. Again? Yes. Are you kidding me? No, I am not kidding. Jeez, what wind- is going on? Wind advisory. Holy cow! You're right. Look at that. We fifty mile an hour gusts again today. Uh huh. Red flag warning goes into effect, I believe, at noon until 9. The wind advisory uh, starts a little earlier. Um, to, way down tomorrow. Tomorrow actually looks pretty nice. Uh, a little bit more up on Saturday, but not nearly to where we will be today. So this is the uh, last day for a little while of the really, really gusty winds. Uh, it looks like we'll get a little bit of it again next week. But, yep, all right. Well, good to know, I guess. Hey, just no, I, I'm just I, delivering like the I said, message. I, I, I appreciate you, uh, you letting us know. Uh, we got a good show for you today. Speaking of good weather for the weekend, uh, which it will be on Saturday today on Ticket Thursday. Um, we that are, game is for Friday, or that's for Friday. Friday. Well, it'll be even better, better on Friday. Uh, we are going to give away tickets to Nebraska baseball versus BYU. That's the doubleheader tomorrow. The doubleheader yeah. tomorrow. So you'll want to play a little. Uh, and I think kids don't have school tomorrow, so Ooh. a lot of kids don't have school tomorrow. So maybe you want to uh, take one of the kids or a kid, uh, preferably one of your own, one that you know, <laughs> to the Nebraska BYU maybe, baseball maybe game. Maybe not one of your own. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, we got uh, tickets to those, plus $25 gift certificate to Alumni Hall so you can get geared up. We are going to play, guys. It's been, boy, it's been a long time since I've written a current events quiz, Ooh, but I, I like decided those. it was time to uh, to get back to the current events quiz, so we will do that today at 710. I'm, I'm fairly good at current events. You usually are. Yeah. You're usually very that's, good, so Mark. That's the business I'm supposed to. Mark be can uh, Mark can aid you uh, with your guesses if you need him to, and uh, get you hooked I, up with some baseball tickets I, and I, some I gear. Can help Caleb too. tend to. Caleb can too. Sorry, okay. you're both great. You're that's... you're both fantastic. Everything you do is good. Thank you. Uh, and, so which uh, one of us is more fantastic? Or? Um, I don't know. I'll tell you at the end of the show. Okay. All right. 
We'll see how you guys do. Let's be careful how you answer that. the rest of this show. <laughs> uh, Greg Sharp is going to join us at eight thirty-five. Girl Lincoln is uh, is off today at eight ten, uh, so we'll be uh, we'll be open there. But we do have Greg Sharp, voice of the Big Red, at eight thirty-five to talk Nebraska spring game, to talk Nebraska baseball, and beyond. Well, he made it, Donald Trump Jr. in the Cornhusker State yesterday, campaigning for Charles Herbster. Charles W. Herbster. Oh, do I have to say the W? Yes. uh, When Kennedy was president, I always was just like John Kennedy. That wasn't okay? Yes, that was... Charles W. Okay. But he was also known as JFK. Okay, so uh, CWH. So, Donald Trump Jr. here for Charles W. Herbster campaigning at events yesterday at some uh some meet and greets in the state made made three stops yesterday in north platte uh and including and then also at uh where were where the other Garing? Not, i said it wrong last time i didn't albion. want to do it i said albion uh Garing. north platte and grand island in grand island so uh went to uh, all of those uh looked like they had pretty uh good turnouts for uh for those events. You also had <clears throat> a couple of the other the other candidates Pillen and Lindstrom I believe were both campaigning in North Platte as well. So uh we move on. So the Trump Jr visit is done. Is the Trump visit coming? Still don't know for sure on that, but uh of course Herbster getting some uh getting some good earned media there. And we're getting down to the home stretch in this race. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. What's wrong? He may have gotten some good press yesterday, but this morning's press is not good. For Herbster? Yes. About what? Nebraska Examiner just posted a story at 545. What? GOP state senator, seven other women say Charles Herbster groped them. He denies the allegations. What? Aaron Sanderford just posted this story. Oh my goodness! I had no idea. I hadn't either. You you just saw this while just you were while you were talking about. I went to look to see about the campaign, and it's the top story on Nebraska Examiner. Okay, well, I am going to take a look at. The, it includes an allegation from State Senator Julie Slama. From Julie Slama. Shortly after she was appointed to the District One legislative seat, Mercy. Wow. I'm just looking at Sandiford's article here. He says, uh, during an event in 2019, State Senator Slama confirmed as she walked by Herbster, he reached up her skirt without her consent and touched her inappropriately in the middle of a crowded ballroom at the Douglas County Republican Party's annual Elephant Remembers dinner. There was also an eyewitness to that. Um, Wow. Yeah, this is... uh this could be a, a what would and, you call it, explosive the, story. So the examiner went to Slama and asked her, I mean, tried to conf- confirm it with her, and she said yes. I mean, he's got a quote. Sandiford has a quote from Slama in this, actually confirming those events and that they were described accurately. So it's six women, apparently. Um, including the woman Slama saw being groped at the dinner, uh, said that Herbster touched them inappropriately when they're saying hello or goodbye or when they're posing a photograph by their side. 
All of the women, the, the story towards the end says, all of the women except Slama spoke to the examiner on the condition that their names be withheld. The Nebraska examiner grants anonymity to those alleging sexual assault unless they consent to be named. So, And two of the women, they said, Aaron says, are still considering filing a police report. Herbster's campaign manager um, did not says they put out a statement Wednesday night. I'm sure Sandiford called them and told them they were going to run the story. Um, Herbster's campaign manager said that Herbster denies the women's allegations unequivocally said, quote, this is a political hit piece built on 100% false and baseless claims. And this is the political establishment smearing and trying to destroy him with lies. Need to dig through this uh, story a little bit more. This uh, just breaking uh, posted on the Nebraska Examiner site. Uh, 545. Hmm. Wow. Okay. And, and evidently they talked to Teresa Thibodeau as part of this as well. She said that she did, was not aware of any allegations of that, had not seen anything like that. She said she would have come out publicly immediately, although there, there is some speculation about why she did not become Herbster's running mate. Why did she, she did not continue to do that? Um, so my goodness. Okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm just trying to take, take this all in uh, right now. And I, I, the thing that really sticks out, just kind of reacting in the moment to it, Mark is, um, is that Senator Slama has gone on, on the record mm-hmm. yeah, with this. Um, yeah. Wow. Uh, wait, wait. And, and when they talk about the political, you know, and I'm not, and I'm only, I'm not saying this to try and imply that she, at, at, by any means, is um, doing this for a political reason. I, I actually am not. I honestly didn't know who Slama. I still don't know who Slama is supporting, if anyone, in the gubernatorial race. Um, I wouldn't have been surprised if she was a, a Herbster person. Um, yeah, in terms kind of, of the from politics, that, but I'm not sure. Same, but I guess I didn't know. That's why I'm so so. Yeah, that's so Aaron, shocked by this whole and, thing. And quite frankly, Aaron Sandiford is a top-notch political reporter. I, I just want to. That, that's my personal uh, knowledge about. Well, Aaron, it sounds uh, like this was done. I mean, just extensive, very reporting. thoroughly, yeah. very thoroughly. Okay. Well, nothing like a little breaking news here right out of the gate. Yeah, I was on I was going to lead with, with Jack and friends. I was going to lead with Elon Musk, but that's nothing. Wow. Um yeah, uh, this is a uh, boy, c- quite the timing here with uh with this whole thing. All right. So, uh we'll delve more into that, I'm sure, during the case of the show today. Um and we'll see if there's any response from anyone else. Um any more response from Senator Slama mm-hmm. uh, or the Herbster campaign or, or anything else here at this point. But that is uh, quite a story to drop from the Nebraska examiner right now. And, uh, and you won't have uh, Slama on the legislative floor at all today because they wrapped up yesterday with their second to last day, right? Um, that that's yes- correct. Yep. Was that yesterday? Yeah, so they, then, they don't then... meet until next Wednesday which is really the uh, override session. Yeah, in, in case Ricketts were to veto anything, they right. can come back and do veto overrides. All right. Now I'm, I'm going to have to look up and see if Slama is, has endorsed. I'm just curious now if, if she's thrown her support. 
I guess, obviously hadn't behind Herbster, but hmm. but this this allegation is 2019 is when this happened. Yeah, and it goes back uh, as far as 2017. I, I was, I believe, I read. Okay, but the the one that they're talking this one event. Slama endorsed Jim Pillen back in July. Okay. Or, okay. Hmm. Well, July of this last year, so that that's. Huh. Okay. Well, uh, <laughs> guys, I'm a little speechless here. Well, yeah, that that's not something that one. I don't think any of us were expecting to read this morning. So, um, Sanderford dropped that on not just us, but everyone else. Yeah. Uh, as, as we get heating up into this uh, this primary. Yeah. Uh, the, just a little more on the timeline. Um, all of the incidents occurred between 2017 and this year, according to the women involved. And the women ranged in age from their late teens to mid-20s oh at the time of the incident. There you go. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah you're, you're right, Mark. They, they ta- It wasn't just this elephant remembers dinner that they were talking. Uh, that, that, that was part of it, but they said um, political events or beauty pageants. Um, and one that said uh, was kissed forcibly on this thing as well okay well boy all right well we're going to kind of kind of gather up uh gather up ourselves after kind of reacting to that breaking news here just as we start the show today uh we've got sports coming up we'll take a break for news and then we will be in after that with your sound off capital humane society ticket thursday current events quiz and whoo all right caleb all right well we we got a time for sports yeah yeah. All right. 624. We'll take a break. You listen to KLIN. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE or Summit 4xE. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. A look at news from both inside and outside of Lincoln and conversation on how that news affects us here. It's time for the Sound Off on LNK Today. Wow, uh, that is, um, man, if you're just joining us, in the middle of the uh, opening segment, uh, a story, it had actually dropped just before the show had started, like minutes before the show started, uh, from the Nebraska Examiner, and... Well, and I got... Uh, it, it's, it's, I got the email from the Nebraska Examiner because you you can sign up, you can subscribe, oh, really? and all that. I don't get that. Um, so that came right at six o'clock. Okay, that came right at six. That must have been what Mark saw. Yeah, um, and saw. And uh, this is a, a report from Aaron Sanderford, um, and the, the headline is GOP state senator. Uh, seven other women say Charles Herbster uh, groped them. He denies allegations, and the state senator is Julie Slama, who did go on record with the Nebraska Examiner, didn't say a lot, but confirmed on the record um, that incidents that had been reported um, had happened to her and to other 
people. The article says an event in 2019, uh, Slama confirmed that she, as she walked by Herbster, he reached up her skirt without her consent and touched her inappropriately. Um, she had recently been appointed at that point by um, uh, by Pete Ricketts at that time, and I should have remembered that when I was trying to quickly think through exactly um, what Slama had said publicly about this gubernatorial race in the past. She is she is uh, backing Pillen. Um, uh, uh, just a couple of things. Well, and, and we have the story at KLIN.com as well with yeah. the uh, the link to the original article from the examiner. A, a, a couple of things on this. Number one, first thing I did was um, I texted Aaron Sandiford, who wrote this, uh, or messaged him, and said, hey, do you want to come on so we can ask you some questions um, about this reporting mm-hmm. and some of the questions that I have about this? Um, he said to me that he um, wants to, he very much wants to, but he is not able to right now because um, essentially their legal representation have advised them not to do it right now. Um, But he did say to me, we stand by the story and the reporting at this point. So that, that was just Aaron to me 10 minutes ago. Okay. Oh, well, this has already been an interesting first 30 minutes and, of the show. And here's the thing about it. There's there, there's so many ramifications the, that come out of this besides just obviously Charles W. Charles W. Herbster um, and the women that are making these accusations. We're in the middle of a primary race in a state where whoever wins the GOP primary is... 95 plus percent likely to win the general. So you are right on the cusp of where we're at at the end of the primary season where you've had the polling go back and forth. Um, You thought it was Herbster and Pillen right at the top, um, but then Lindstrom is right there. And what, what is this doing right at the end of this primary race? Like there, there are a lot of ramifications that come out of this besides the legal side. And there's no way you can, I mean, there's no way you can talk about this without also noting that this comes out, I mean, it's crazy, Caleb, because it comes out the day, I just said, it was crazy, in the segment, I said, some pretty good earned media, right. I, I literally said that to Mark right when he was saying that, we were talking about the Donald Trump Jr. Right. visit. And this comes out the day after that and is now going to be the story of the day as opposed to that earned media yeah. with Donald Trump Jr. This I mean, is the news today the, instead the, of Don Jr. The timing, the timing of it is, I mean, that's one of the things I would want to ask Aaron, mm-hmm. is this timing seems like the most damaging possible way right. to Charles W. Herbster. Is that coincidence or why... I mean, that's one of the questions I've got for Aaron. When did, because we got the announcement about Don Jr., what, earlier this week? Yeah. Last week, or Um, like Monday? I think it was Monday. It It was Monday, I believe. So, and for for a lot of people that are deeply involved in all of this, they may have known before Monday. So when did everybody know if, if it was timing or if it is just coincidence because the story was going through, going through the process of, um, getting comments from people, reaching out for comments, and then, okay, now it's ready to be published, and then, 
Well, Don Jr. announced he's coming on Wednesday. I guess that's that's just how it's yep, going to line up. But doesn't up. the examiner decide when to publish it? I mean, yeah, I, I mean, mean uh, they could. It or, hit, I mean, it is the most possible fortuitous, most damaging time possible to come out for Herbster right now. Yeah. Oh yeah, like th- this is. If it had been, let's say, this came out on Tuesday. You get by it, and then you have Don Jr. there, and you, you kind of win right. a little bit of the press. If it comes out Wednesday morning, well, you get to immediately go, well, we're on the road. Coming out the morning after, that's the most hurtful to the campaign. Absolutely, which what it doesn't mean the allegations are false, right. <laughs> but it does make me wonder how it just timed out that way. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, you know, even if, even if the allegation, even if all of this stuff happened, how it got coordinated, how it happened, right at this time, and oh man, this is such a hard thing to talk about, Caleb, because Slama is making allegations that essentially are are pretty serious, yes, in nature. Oh, very, and serious. she's going on the record doing it right now. Mm-hmm. Okay, she. This isn't speculation. This isn't a source that the examiner is using. The source is Slama. Yeah. And other anonymous women, but Slama, who is named in this article, talking about inappropriate touching that happened to Mm -hmm. her and to others at at this event. And then there were some other ones that were a part of this story as well. How do you. and, And. And this is the difficult part to talk about because I don't. I don't feel like I want to. I, I feel like it's somewhat inappropriate to try and uh, try and judge. Which I, I hope I'm not trying to judge someone's allegations or the potential of being a victim here by mentioning their political motives. But she is a, a supporter of a pillin as well. And how does that factor into whether it's the timing, whether it's anything else here um why did this come out when it did um we talk about this is such a hard thing to talk about oh yeah and it's we we talk about the political ramifications for what this could be for the governor's race um particularly what this does to the charles w herbster campaign but we also have to keep in mind that as a public figure for state senator julie slama there are ramifications for her life here as well. Obviously, what the allegations are, um, but right, wrong, or otherwise, it tends to it tends to be when women make allegations like this, they are under so much more of a microscope, whether or not they're in the public life. And Julie Slama is in the public public sector, um, so this is now going to because this is out there. Every future campaign that she is a part of, even if this is in the background, this is now part of it. If it's just running for a state office like that or a statewide office, um, or if she has aspirations to run for something that would be in Washington, th- this is now in the background of all of that going forward. I, I got a, a text from uh, Panhandle Steve, and he just 
pulled this up, um, which was good memory here by Steve, from the Journal Star, Chris Dunker, October of 2020. But the race between incumbent Senator Julie Slama of Peru and challenger Janet Palmtag, remember Slama versus Palmtag? Oh, yes. Um, of Nebraska City to represent five counties in southeast Nebraska is taking on the kind of knockdown, drag out fights one expects to see only in a bitter partisan brawl. Also in the article, Herbster supported Palmtag. Oh. Oh. And it is, I mean, those are all of the things that are lurking in the background of this, but you, you're almost, I mean, you're not almost, you're hesitant to bring them up because you, you don't want to, it's a it's a, it's a bad practice to just go around questioning people who right. claim that they were sexually assaulted, right? And that's why this is is so difficult. But often, when you've got these stories, and certainly not the first time allegations like this have been made in a political a political situation, but usually it's someone who's kind of a more of a third party than someone. Like Slama, who is invested mm-hmm. as much as she is in this gubernatorial race, right? In in various ways, mm-hmm. to be honest, and that's what makes this so unique. And and as I said, I, I apologize. I don't have a better way to say it, but difficult to talk about. Well, yeah, it, it is. Anytime there are allegations. Um even if it's not someone who's as uh, as high profile a figure as Charles W. Herbster at this moment in time in Nebraska politics, where he's he's running for governor, um, it can be Joe Schmo up the up the street and the allegations they're they're just as serious. So it is very difficult to talk about. Yeah, this, but when you when you have someone go on record um, and you can see where the entangling alliances are, right? We we have to you have to we, mention we have it. To, yeah, you have, have to, to talk mention about it. All those other parts you have are. to mention those and say oh, this is because it's obviously something. The Herbstreit campaign is going to bring that up. Yes, I mean that that's coming from them. Mm-hmm. To be honest, uh, and there's there is so little love lost right now between. Kind of the the Ricketts Pillen orbit and the Herbster orbit, obviously, but that involves a lot of people, and there's some some deeply personal things that are back on that, and so you've got to talk about that when you talk about this story, but you do also run the risk of, and, and I'm going to guess Slama might say this um, when people do talk about this. Of minimizing should, the allegations, yes, or believing, yeah, you know, believing accusers, mm-hmm. those sorts of things. We're getting some text in. Clinton says the Schadenfreude regarding Herbster right now is palpable. Randy says this is BS. Why did you wait this long? Trump comes to town. Here we go again. Um, I'm curious. Dave says I'm curious what kind of personal lawsuits Herbster now may be facing. This could be expensive for him. It's a good question too. Yeah. Um, so, so there we go. Uh, I'm going to continue to, to sort of work on, on seeing what else we can find out about this. Any other comment we can get? Um, like I said, I invited Aaron Sandiford on the show. Uh, he, he declined, but he told me he wanted to, but it was on legal advice right now that he was declining. And that was the only reason that he was declining. Um, he said he would let me know if he does get the go ahead to come on. 
with us, and he uh, and he will as well. But I'm sure, speaking of legal wranglings, there's a lot going on in the background too. What probably happened was Sandiford, the examiner, reached out to the Herbster campaign when they had the story mm-hmm. and said, "Hey, we're running this. Do you want to say anything right about it?" And that's uh, they they do have a quote from the Herbster campaign denying it. By the way, which we'll also mention, the Herbster campaign is is pretty unequivocally denying. Unequ- I shouldn't say pretty unequivocally denying that these things ever had. But but I think once they knew that the that the story was running, I am going to guess there were a lot of uh, a lot of lawyers doing some work to see if mm-hmm. they could either prevent that from happening or after the fact. Um, get some kind of some kind of legal relief on this as well so so many so many levels of this so much to sort through and uh boy we'll continue to do that throughout the show here today we're going to take a break we'll talk to the capital humane society we're going to uh do a little ticket thursday current events quiz at seven ten morning drive uh and we're gonna have greg sharp a little bit later as well stick around more on this breaking news and everything else you need to know this morning selling k today with jack and friends on klin Brittany foster <laughs> It's our weekly spotlight of pets for you to adopt from the Capital Humane Society on LNK Today. All right, 657, welcome back to the show, and it's time to uh, check in with Matt from the Capital Humane Society and hear a little bit about the uh, dogs, cats, and other animals that they've got available for adoption this week. Matt, good morning. How are you doing? Good. How are you Great. Uh, let's see. What do, we have to, uh, what do we have to adopt this week? So first off, we have Alfredo, and Alfredo is an approximately two-year-old border collie mix, neutered male. He's Ooh. black and white in color and weighs about 37 pounds. He came to the shelter as a lost dog, and unfortunately, nobody came to claim him. But he's a very active guy, uh, given his breed. He's going to love to go on long walks and definitely get out in the nice weather um, and get out and exercise with you. Also, big fan of toys, and he will play all day if you let him. So you're probably going to be tired of playing before he is. But <laughs> yeah, he's, he's available for adoption. Those right collie, now. like Lassie, those are very, they're very, uh, very active dogs, aren't they? Very active dogs. So it's, it's good to keep them not only physically exercised, but lots of mental enrichment. And there's lots of different uh, toys out there that you can cool. purchase to uh, keep them busy. So all right. what else we got? And then we got Mister Thickums. And Mr. Sickums is an approximately six-year-old domestic short-haired neutered male. He's also black and white in color, and he is Brunty Claude. He came to us as a lost cat, and again, unfortunately, nobody came to claim him. But he is a very, very big cat. He weighs in at almost 23 pounds. And so our veterinary staff, they've got him on a diet right now to help him shed some of those LBs and get to a healthier weight. They also cleaned his teeth, took out some bad teeth, so he's good to go there. But his new family will just need to uh, help him stay on a healthy diet and kind of get him on a workout plan, so to speak, to help shed some of those pounds and get him down to that healthy weight. So he's available for adoption as well. All right, very good. How can people make adoptions? So Pylock Pet Adoption Center is open today from 1130 to 7 and tomorrow 1130 to 7 and then Saturday and Sunday from 12 to 5. And we're located out at 70th and Highway 2 in the same shopping center as the Home Depot. All right. Very good. Thank you, Matt. I appreciate it. We'll check in next week. All right. How's it going? There you go. That's Matt from the Capital Humane Society. All right. Uh, More on the breaking news, the Nebraska Examiner story 
Um, women making allegations of inappropriate touching against Charles Herbster. Uh, we'll delve more into that. A lot of the questions around it as well. But we also have a little ticket Thursday, Nebraska baseball tickets, and get yourself geared up as well with at Alumni Hall. Listen for the cue to call, 7 o'clock. KLIN Lincoln. KLIN. I don't know. I'm, I'm just feeling kind of charitable today with the game. It, it's been a rough. It's been a rough few weeks for the games on Thursday mornings. Are you for for a variety of reasons? You're not going to amend current events quiz, are you? I'm. I'm not. I'm just. I am just going to ask for five today, not oh. six. What you don't approve of that? Why? Six six isn't a hard threshold. There's people who get six and thirty. I, I seconds. promised five. We'll see how it goes. Every decision that I've made about Ticket Thursday things has been almost perfect for the last <laughs> month to six weeks. Wow. So I can't imagine anything that I do here just on a whim could be a bad idea. Now, if first person goes five for five, knocks this thing out of the park, so be it. So be it. But somebody gets, still gets to go to a baseball game. We give the prize away. Unlike when we try to do the lie detector about all of our lives. <laughs> okay. So we're just moving in the other direction yeah. a little bit on this thing. And when we need to ramp it back up, we can ramp it back up. We can do what we want. It's our show. <laughs> All right. So uh, that, that Paul just texted says, Oh my God, it's the price is right all okay, over again. <laughs> See, this is, I'm trying to get past some of this stuff, bringing up about my past, being brought up about my past. So uh, here's how it works. I'm going to ask you a question about current events. Could be local, could be uh, more national, could be sports, news, entertainment, politics, technology, whatever. It's just current things happening right now. All you need to do is tell me the answer. There's no penalty to guess. Uh, you can pass if you want to, but there's no penalty to guess. You do get one time out. You can stop the clock the 60-second clock, and converse with Caleb and Mark, and they can help you with one of your answers, but just one, so use it wisely. All right, with that said, it's time for Charlie to take a shot at this. Good morning, Charlie. Good morning. All right, you ready to go? Have you had your coffee yet? Oh, yeah. Okay, Three. good. Three cups. Already. Yeah, that's about where I am, too. All right, good. We're at the same place. All right, uh, Caleb, please put the time on the clock. All right, and starting in three, two, One, the mask mandate for air travel and public transportation has been extended by the CDC this week past the original deadline of April 18th. For how long? Uh, For one month. No, incorrect. Will Smith received a ban from attending Oscar ceremonies this week. How long does that last? Ten years. Correct. What two countries' leaders met this week and took initial steps to become new members of NATO? Uh, Switzerland and... uh... No. Seconds. no, not Switzerland. We'll keep going. How many games in a row has the Nebraska softball team won? Uh, 11. No. What Oscar-winning actor this week pled to a misdemeanor seconds. charge of forcibly touching a woman at a New York City nightclub in 2018? Timeout. All right, timeout. What Oscar-winning actor this week pled to a misdemeanor charge of forcibly touching a woman at a New York City nightclub in 2018? This is the only one of the first ones that I don't know that you guys... You guys I might saw not it on known. the news last night. I, I didn't see this, so. It depends on how you pronounce his first name, but it's either Cuba or Cuba Gooding Jr. Oh, Cuba Gooding Jr. All right. Uh, uh, you want to you wanna adopt that answer, Charlie? I will do that. All right. Show me the money. That's correct. Hey, All right. Hey, hey. That is two. Uh, or two with how much time left? 
15 seconds. Okay, it'd take a miracle, but we can try. All right. Uh, in three, two, one. This week, the president announced new steps to curb the availability of privately made firearms without serial numbers, better known as what kind of gun? Oh. Uh, 10 seconds. Pass. All right. Gilbert Godfrey passed away this week. Among his credits was doing advertising voiceover work for what insurance company? Uh, State Farm. Oh! Now you see why I reduced it to five, you guys? Bummer. Now you see... That doesn't prove anything. It does prove... Proves, it basically completely vindicates me. Why didn't you reduce it to four, then? You didn't get Maybe four Maybe I should have. Oh, some are saying I should have. Nobody is saying that. Back to the phones. 402-479-1400. Uh, we do have lines open. If Jeremy can't get it done here, well, you Jeremy's, can uh, get a shot. Jeremy's going to get it done. Is he? Yeah. All right. I don't I know. A, I got a feeling. Morning, about. Jeremy. Morning, guys. Ready to go? Yep. All right. In three, two, one. Gilbert Godfrey passed away this week. Among his credits was doing advertising voiceover work for what insurance company? Affleck. One, yes. This week, what A-list celeb couple became engaged for the second time this week after calling off their nuptials in 2003? Oh, Ben Affleck and J-Lo. Yes! This week saw a rare political divide between conservative Fox host Laura Ingram and Sean Hannity. It arose from Hannity's endorsement of what TV star turned Pennsylvania Senate candidate? Dr. Oz. Yes! What numbered street in Lancaster County, which some call the most dangerous road in the country, is set to be renovated with $9.2 million of federal funding pending approval from the county this week? Timeout. All right, that's good timeout. Uh, all right, uh, one word correction in that question. Wait, wait, you can't correct my question when we haven't even what? given the answer. Your question has a wrong word. You what? said the most dangerous road in the country. It's in the county. Some say in the country. Oh, <laughs> Many people are saying that. You can't tell me what people are saying. I said some call it that. All right. County or country or world. All right. What numbered street in rural Lanca- in L- Lancaster County, which some call the most dangerous road in the county or country is set to be renovated with 9.2 million dollars of federal funding pending final approval this week mark or caleb 68 68th you want to go it's the one that goes south there by uh south of salt yeah, right. by, the, by the high school um, most dangerous around the country that's all you got to say yep. uh, uh jeremy you want to take that answer oh yeah i drive it every day i believe it all right there you go that's correct so that is four that is four out of four, right? Uh, we have like 30 seconds left, right? Yeah, we all do. All right, Jeremy, just don't blow it. That's all I'm saying. Okay. All right. If, if he gets to five, just keep asking questions. Oh, yeah. You only have to get five. I forgot. I you only have to get one. I don't care. See how many we're gonna see. Get to. Uh, okay, so I'll tell you you win if you get five, but we're going to do the rest of it for fun, okay? <laughs> we'll see if you can get yep, ten. Okay. All right. In three, two, one. President Biden made news this week by using what word to describe the Russian invasion of Ukraine? Genocide. Correct. Five. You win. A private fundraising effort is afoot to move the Pershing Auditorium One mural second. to what side in Lincoln? I have no idea. All right. This week's <laughs> San Francisco Giants made history because of their first base coach. Why? Oh, Ten I seconds. Caleb, I don't know. On <laughs> what, country's le- <laughs> what country's leader looks to be facing more governmental fines this week after violating COVID lockdown regulations? Uh, Italy. No. All right. Well, you won. <laughs> wow. Good thing you made wow, it five. Good thing I made it five. <laughs> totally vindicated, oh, Jeremy. Oh, jeez. By you, and you came out strong, and you came out strong, and that's about it, but it was just enough, and you got the baseball tickets and the Alumni Hall gift certificate. Congratulations, man. Good job. Terrific. Hey, right. I, I told you he was going to nail it. Just had that feeling. Man, rarely am I that vindicated on this show.
I with my decisions. I don't, rarely don't strain your arm patting yourself Woo! on the back. Perfect. That was five was the exact right number. Okay, for this one, let's do some more. All right. Well, should we go through the ones? Do you want to go from? Uh, do you want to go through the ones that people missed? Yeah, let's yeah. let's just start from the beginning. And once Caleb Caleb's got to finish talking to Jeremy, but we do have time to go through some more. I'll just get started, Mark. Okay. Mass mandate for air travel and public transportation has been extended by the CDC this week, past the original deadline of Two April eighteenth. Two weeks. I would have accepted fifteen days, also, because evidently, technically, it's fi- it's fifteen days. I right. uh, got the Will Smith one. That was correct. What two countries' leaders met this week and took initial steps to become new members of NATO? Finland and Sweden, I believe. Yes, yeah, so a caller said Switzerland. If that happens, then we're really <laughs> yeah yeah. Uh, then as soon as Switzerland's not neutral. Switzerland's in the, yeah. <laughs> if if that happens, I'm going to dive in the toilet and flush it because we haven't been hit yet. <laughs> this week, the president announced new steps to curb the availability of privately made firearms without serial numbers better known as what ghost Ghost. guns correct uh the aflac one was correct gilbert godfrey did aflac voices for a while j-lo and ben nice Mm -hmm. job by jeremy he got that one dr oz he got uh 68th street he got genocide he got i got Oh, you got that's right. You got for him. Okay, here's the ones that he missed. Then, private fundraising effort is afoot to move the Pershing Auditorium mural to what side in Lincoln? Oh, uh, Lancaster Event Center. Center. Yeah, yeah. I, he knew all those. I didn't know that one. Uh, this week, the San Francisco. He jo- knew J Lo and Ben, yeah. not the Event Center. This week, <laughs> big on big on the entertainment <laughs> stuff. This week, the San Francisco Giants made history because of their first base coach. Why? Uh, it was a woman. Yeah. Yes. What country's leader looks to be facing more governmental fines this week after violating Ooh, COVID lockdown regulations? Boris. UK. Boris. They're, he's in real trouble over there for his ABBA-themed parties yeah. during 2020. <laughs> so weird. You read, the, so you read about these parties he went to. They sound so British and so nerdy. <laughs> I mean, it's unbelievable. And now he's getting fined for them. Okay, here we go. These are new ones. These are new ones. What pop music star announced on Instagram Monday she's pregnant with her third child and first with fiance? Say Sam Asgari. Oh, uh, is that Britney Spears? Yeah, I think it is. Correct. Britney, first first baby since 2005, I believe, 2006. Uh, this week, the Nebraska legislature passed teaching standards related to what historical event? Holocaust. I Correct. that in the news this morning. Yes, all you got to do is listen to the news for some of these. What Nebraska volleyball player received news this week that she's been put on scholarship? Ani Evans. Yes, That's a fantastic video. you reported video. on that. And the last one I have is, the, we'll see if you guys get this one. What ABC comedy set in a school became one of the very few TV shows to ever earn a perfect score on the review site Rotten Tomatoes. Oh. Uh, the, the elementary one? Yeah. Um, Something elementary? Hang on. Hang on. Is it Abbott or Apple? Abbott. I haven't watched it, but I've seen all the... I've seen the story. Yeah. It's, it's Abbott Elementary. Has anybody watched... Nobody's watched no, it? No. I, can, I don't know, but it's apparently really good. I, so, I, I saw that on one of the AP stories that I review for the uh, morning drive. They, they were listing the other shows. There's only a few other shows that had gotten a perfect score on on Rotten Tomatoes. It was like Breaking Bad. I think Bojack Horseman did. Bojack Horseman. <laughs> there were there were just a few other ones that, that actually had. So, uh, what about the ones that Charlie missed? Yeah, we did those already. That was it. Uh, you were talking to Jeremy when we did. Oh. no, we did. The, oh yeah, the one that Charlie missed. Yes, it was the ones that he missed. Was the two weeks of the CDC mask? Uh, Finland, Sweden uh-huh. were the NATO he countries. Said Switzerland, yeah. He said Switzerland. Uh, so, oh, went games in a row. The softball team won. I did. Te- so technically, when he said eleven. 
That's technically correct. They have won 11. Yeah, it's 15. They're okay. up to 15. He knew, you yeah. all knew what I I, I was laughing over here. <laughs> so did you all I was knew like, what yeah. I meant. Don't try to do that. <laughs> all right. So there you go. That is it. Congratulations to Jeremy on winning. Enjoy the baseball games tomorrow. Doubleheader, kind of a weird schedule because what time BYU doesn't play on Sundays. So. Uh, that first one, I believe, is at 2 o'clock tomorrow. Okay. And they'll play, what, a doubleheader Friday and a doubleheader Saturday? No, just a doubleheader Friday and then one game on Saturday because they're playing today, and that's how you get to Oh, four they're playing games. today. Today is the day that they're also playing. Yeah. Yeah. Got it. I, I yes. have, I've said they are playing today in my sportscast. That's also been in two newscasts. Just, just quizzing you guys to make sure you know what you're reporting. Yeah, tomorrow, uh, first game at 2. That's how we do fact-checking here uh, at KLIN. I've, I've got a trivia question for you, Jeff. Sure, yeah. Do trees poop? Uh, I don't know. Yes. Where do you think number two pencils come from? I think we're going to leave well, that, that one where it is. Uh, I don't know. You're, <laughs> that was kind of a heat check, and I don't know if it landed. Not sure. It's been good still. I mean, you've been very good lately. The Kenny Loggins one I'm still trying to get over. <laughs> 724, it's LNK Today with Jack and Friends on KLIN. Waking up the capital city with the help of Nitro Cold Brew Coffee from Broken Ryan. All right, let's get it started. Number five. Nebraska Examiner uh, dropped a story at 545 this morning, uh, kind of a bombshell story. They report several women claim Charles Herbster, who's running for the Republican nomination for governor, have groped them. Uh, Herbster denies the allegations. Uh, Reporter Aaron Sanderford reported Senator Julie Slama confirmed that uh, Herbster touched her inappropriately. Happened, I believe, in 2019 in a crowded ballroom at the Douglas County Republican Party Elephant Remembers Dinner. Now, according to the story, another witness at that event reported seeing Herbster reach up Slama's skirt and they were the one that told the examiner about it, and that evidently led to the story. Other women who have uh, been granted anonymity because of the sexual assault nature of the case have also uh, talked with Aaron. And uh, we do have the link to the complete story, and it is extensive. Uh, we've got the link at KLIN.com, and it broke right uh, before we went on the air this morning. So Slama was the only one who went on the record, at least with her identity, with Correct. this, none of the other there were seven, people that were seven, talked to, seven others, I believe, yes. eight eight total women on this, but she was the only one who went with her identity. Um, I reached out to Aaron Sanderford immediately. I mean, we learned of this. If you're listening at the beginning of the show, it was quite the journey because two minutes into being on the air, um, Mark caught wind of this and we reacted live on the air. Well, we were talking about. Donald Trump Jr. yesterday being in the state for Herbster. It, isn't it ironic? And and the quote I said to you is like, he, he's got, well, he got some good earned media for that. And this, because of the timing, completely, completely wipes a lot of that earned media out. Now, so I reached out to Aaron, Aaron Sanderford and I asked him to come on the show. He, he told me he would like to, but lawyers... Um, his legal team, Nebraska Examiner's legal team, is advising against it right now. Um, I said, "Okay, well, I'd like to talk to you whenever you can." And he said he would he would do that when he is given the green light to do that from legal. But as you might expect, there 
the, the, the examiner's already heard from Herbster's attorneys. I think he, it's fair to say that. It's, I don't think it's surprising to anyone, but... Well, he, um, he quotes some of the campaign people saying they they deny the yes, allegations. Yes, and you, so. you throw that... Yes, he does. I mean, that's part of the headline. Herb, Herbster's campaign um, denies it and says it's the political establishment smearing and trying to destroy him with lies. Um, the statement from Ellen Keist... Uh, says that Herbster has a lifetime of r- uh, record of empowering women to lead his company, farm, and campaign are all run by women, despite leading hundreds of employees. Not once has his reputation been attacked in this disgusting matter. Now, things I, I will say about this, and, and you guys can throw in whatever you want to. Um, Sanford's reporting on this is very well sourced. It's not, I mean, it's not only these eight women but it's witnesses it's people who are corroborating there are a lot of people he talked to it doesn't look like it was rushed to publication no you you don't get that that sense for that um so it's not only just these eight women it's people who are at these events and corroborated personally what they saw at the time and sandiford is no stranger to nebraska politics and political reporting he's been doing it for 20 years yeah now, this is the other thing that I, I feel like you have to mention is it is if you're if you're seeking to derail the Herbster campaign, this is the most fortuitous possible time, it seems like, for this to come out the day after Trump Jr. comes. The morning after Trump Jr. comes, just in time to interrupt a morning show's conversation about Trump Jr. coming. And I think, you know, I don't even necessarily mean to imply that to to cast doubt on the allegations with this, but I am curious how the timing went like it did. Mm -hmm. I mean, politically, the timing is exactly where you would want it to be if you wanted this to have maximum effect. I I can see a couple of different possibilities that the timing happened the way it did. Uh, With the public... Uh, acknowledgement by Senator Slama. We don't know when she actually confirmed. Said on Monday, actually, in the article. Okay. The right. article I, said on Monday. I, that article is very long. Mm-hmm. But we also don't know when the Herbster campaign finally gave them a statement. And I believe that said Wednesday evening, the Herbster campaign put out the statement. My guess is most likely Sandiford let them know they were going to run the story and ask them if they wanted a statement. And Wednesday night, they got back to them with that. Right. There have probably been some legal wranglings since that has happened as well. Uh, but the story did run at like a, like you said just minutes before we went on on the air this morning. Um, I read. I just. I just got done reading. I just had a chance to read the entire uh, the entirety of the article as well. There's also a, a, there's also a reference to a picture, um, but it doesn't sound like it, it's his hand is on someone's back when they're posing or behind someone when they're right. posing for a picture. I don't know that it completely depicts that. The hand was inappropriate in an appropriate place, but the witnesses said in that picture it was in an appropriate in an, in an inappropriate place, and you can figure mm-hmm. out what I mean by that. Um, th- and then the other, you know, the other thing was Slama going on the record about this as well. Um, it's also really, really difficult not to mention, but boy, you do, you are hesitant to even point this out, but. You do need to point out that you, in 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 talking about the story and discussing the story, Slama obviously is somebody who's 
been behind Pillen very strongly and and was appointed by Governor Ricketts, who is his supporting Pillen. And there's so much and and Herbster supported Janet Palmtag in that crazy legislative race between oh, that's right. Slama and Palmtag. Herbster was on Team Palmtag for for that whole thing. Um, does that play into any of this? I don't know, but you can't not think about those right. things as well with everything that's going at, at very least maybe with some of the the timing yeah. that is coming out with it this. would it, it's delicate the entire situation because of what the accusations are um and the fact that someone would put their name to it um but it would be irresponsible to not mention the entangling alliances the political ramifications for this current race and future possible races for those involved right now all Slama said, uh, and, and I wouldn't be surprised if this was in a text message. I don't know if it was, but basically said when Sanford went to Slama and said, "Are these things true?" She said, "Yes, comma confirmed," mm-hmm. according to the story. Like I said, I wouldn't be surprised if that was a text message. I, I'm not sure if it was. She declined to comment any further than that. Will she say more now after this is out? Where does this go from here? And the legislative session is wrapped up, so you're not going to have people debating bills. You're not going to be on the legislative floor until they come back for the possible veto overrides next week. And two of the women said, two of the anonymous women said, they're still considering pressing charges, mm-hmm. which you should mention as well. And or I think they actually said filing a police report. Fi- yeah, a police Fi- report. That's right. what it was. Yeah. Which would, yeah, 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 essentially going to, to authorities about this. Yep. Well, to, to the extent that they would they would they support would, the pressing right. of charges, essentially. Um, the, the the only other thing that I'll mention, and, and you can read the story, like Mark said, at KLIN.com, um, it was, it, it, I believe Aaron mentioned that all of the women were connected to, had some connection to either conservative politics or beauty pageants. Hmm. And there wasn't anything else other than that mention the, just the kind of the passing mention of beauty pageants, there were, wasn't any more specificity of allegations surrounding beauty pageants, where, when, why, was, who was around a beauty pageant at that point. So I don't know anymore about what that means exactly. But the only one where there is a very specific time and place is at that 2019 Republican gathering. I believe it was in Omaha. Now, the story also said the incidents occurred between 2017 and this year, mm-hmm. and the women ranged from their late teens to mid-20s when the incidents uh, supposedly occurred. So, All right, so that's it. We'll get, uh, we're still a get, lot to unpack. Yeah, we're going to get more into this a little bit later in the uh, in the show, but nonetheless, wanted to pass on. I know it's a, it's a lot there, but we did want to pass that on as making big news here this morning. Yeah, and the top five maybe only be yeah, top we, two. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> Number four. Parents of children born last year will soon receive a letter from State Senator John Morante within the next month. They're going to get the Nest 529 Nebraska College Savings Program underway with a seed deposit of $50. And no cost at all, but get started early. That's really cool. That's it a gr- that's great. I, I'm sort of I think disappointed. Caleb will be getting a letter, won't you? Uh, I got one last year because. That's right. They, that's right. This is a repeat of the, yep. uh, the metal arc. 
program. It yep. started in 2020, continues in 2021. So. Yep, I got, I got one we, last year. We didn't start, sorry kids, we didn't start our kids till it was quite a bit later than that. Um, so uh, it's, a, it's a really good program. I, mean, I don't have enough good things to say mm-hmm. about that program. There's a, there's a tax write-off for it as well that goes along with it. Um, with Just the price in of Nebraska. college these days. It's a, yeah, it's a Nebraska state. Good point. It's yep. a Nebraska state income tax write-off that goes along with it. Um, but we have been contributing, and it's a great... It, it's one of the... From the people I know in the financial industry, they say it's one of the best programs, right. these and nest it, programs in the country. And the Nebraska one gets high rankings for its uh, the management of it. Uh, yes. We, we started a Nebraska nest 529 for our granddaughter. And and it, the thing is that you don't. It doesn't have to be for your own children. It can be for any young person. Very, yeah. And and so if you've got a niece or a nephew and and uh, or just a deserving kid in your neighborhood and you want to help them long term, you can you can contribute. Anybody can contribute to that account. It's a funny story. We just got our statements on these the other day, and I pulled them out. And I was looking at them with my kids, and since my son is older, we've been putting more money in his mm-hmm. and less in my daughter's. But this the investment strategy with my daughters is more aggressive than my sons mm-hmm. and they have the same amount now <laughs> based on the different uh investment strategies and and he's like why what, what what's going on here and, and the thing, not to brag about your daughter or anything not to brag but she has some great <laughs> amazing uh telepathic investment skills with the people at the nest plan and their mutual funds and and this program even if the kids don't end up using it they can keep it for their kids or um, mm-hmm. get get it to another student. Yep. All right. Very cool. Uh, let's get at least one or two more. Number three. Well, Elon Musk uh, bought nine point something percent of Twitter a couple of weeks ago. They offered him a seat on the board. He said yes. Then he said no. He announced this morning he wants to buy it outright and take it private. Uh, that, I thought something like this was coming. $43 billion, I think, is the value. There. Oh, my gosh. Wow. So That's with a B. 54 bucks per share for 100% of, of the shares that are out there. So, And I think right now the shares are valued at $45 and change a share. Okay, so you'd be making, yeah, 40, well, 45 as of yesterday. <laughs> Yeah, as, as of yesterday. Yeah. What, when that bell opens today. <laughs> yeah. But he also said if if it's not accepted, if his bid is not accepted, he may divest himself of the shares that he does have now and get out altogether of this thing. And he wants to run a flip. He, I mean, he was talking about starting his own social media, and then I think he realized this would be way easier to do with something that's already established. Yeah. And so he's you already been have a user base. The, uh, yeah, and, and he's already got 80 million followers. Just, okay, if this happens, please don't screw it up. Just don't screw it up. No, but you'd get your edit button. Maybe. I don't want an edit button. I don't button. know if I want one or not. I just, I do have some things I want to happen, but I'm afraid those are not going to be the things that he is going to. Uh, well, ask him on the show do. and ask him directly. All right. <laughs> All right. I'll see if he wants to come on the Jack Mitchell podcast. We'll see. Number two. <laughs> Amazon rebranding its free streaming service. The giant changing the name of imdbtv.com to Amazon Freevee. They'll also expand the number of programs. Freevee? Also expand the number of programs. The new name takes effect the 27th. I have no idea, (laughs) nor do I care what Amazon does with their free streaming. So I've seen the IMDb thing on my smart TV. I have Amazon smart TV. I haven't clicked on it once. I didn't even know it was, I didn't know it was free. I mean, come on, Amazon. Let's just 
Did you see that they also put this out at the same time that they're adding a, like a gas surcharge on on some of the things that they're selling too? That that's uh, a new thing for the surcharge for delivery. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. A five percent fuel and inflation. Uh, this is for online sellers, not okay. not online buyers, but. That'll be passed along to right. the online buyers. Just so. get me more Prime Originals. Once again, it's kind of the story of uh, fortuitous timing or not fortuitous timing for certain stories to come out. Uh, all right. Uh, yeah, nah, t- uh, I'll save that one. We'll for save it. All right. Sounds good. We're out of time. 754. It's LNK today with Jack and Friends on KLIN. On the voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. Well, it's been an eventful morning on this April 14th, 2022. We have Greg Sharp coming up in 25 minutes, but the story of the morning is the discussion surrounding the story released just a couple of hours ago by the Nebraska Examiner, uh, written by Aaron Sanderford, um, that eight women, including uh, Senator Julie Slama, told the Nebraska Examiner that uh, Charles Herbster had inappropriately groped them. His campaign is denying it right now. Just to repeat what we said before, I've reached out to Aaron Sanderford, uh, he is not able to come on the show right now, not because he doesn't want to. He tells me he really would like to, uh, but on a, basically advice of, of the legal team right now, um, they he's not commenting any further, isn't able to do the interview. I told him it's a, it's a continuing open invitation if he'd like to, because obviously there are some um, questions that come along naturally with a bombshell story like this that I'd like to to ask and make sure that I understand in talking about it. So hopefully there's still a chance that mm-hmm. we can we can make that happen. Um so yeah. <laughs> so so this is uh this is this is the situation right now and uh, you know I we've kind of summarized the story several times. You can see it at klin.com. Uh the the Slama allegations go back to a specific uh, uh, event, Republican Party event in 2019, uh, where sh- she claims that uh, he reached up her skirt and touched her inappropriately. She commented to Sanderford and said, yes, confirmed mm-hmm. that that had happened. She did not comment any further. The other sources for the story remained anonymous. The examiner said it's our policy to allow uh, sexual assault victims uh, or or alleged sexual assault victims, I should say, uh, to remain anonymous. And so they did that, although they do have direct quotes. Right. And there are people outside of the witness witnesses that they have talked to um, that have corroborated some of those, some of those allegations that have been made. Uh, so, so that's where we are right now. Nothing further this morning. I just checked the social media uh, in my email inbox from any of the campaigns on this. The Herbster statement from last night um, is all they've said so far. And this is where we're at with this whole thing. Um, you know, Caleb, you were saying during the break, this gubernatorial race, I mean, it feels like years down the road, you could you could make a documentary about this. I mean, you thought it was crazy when Tom Osborne was running against Dave Heineman just because of the story that that was, but the twists and turns and allegations and personal 
things that are going on within right. the Republican part, this extended universe of this GOP gubernatorial I race. I call it the entangling alliances because I, I think back to, is anyone who studied history, you think, how did World War I start? It, it didn't start with one gunshot. It started with the entangling alliances. Once once one country decided to go to war, then everyone else ha- had to kind of fall in. So, um, But yeah, we were talking about the documentary, and you brought this up last summer, the, just how crazy looking ahead um the potential for the campaign had to had to get um with the twists and turns of what a documentary uh might look like in five ten years looking back on it but now you would have to with this documentary alone looking at just the republican primary you would have to look back at slama palm tag for district one because that now has uh, discussion as part of what's happening with the governor's race. Who is on whose side? Obviously, now the the allegations from uh, from Senator Slama. You would have to look back at Husker football games with Lindstrom and Pillen. You, there, there's so much that goes into it. You would have to obviously everything right now um, for Herbster, but then you talk about who who everyone has been endorsed by, where all of that goes to. Um, obviously Herbster being endorsed by Trump, then you have to look at Trump and what Herbster's relationship has been to him, Herbster's relationship to Governor Ricketts and Governor Ricketts, where he has put his endorsements, right? Right. just all, all the way around. And then you have, um, the Lieutenant governor for, I forget who, who has him as the Lieutenant governor, the, the running mate, Trent Luce. Um, oh, Thibodeau. Yeah. Thibodeau. And the fact that he... Worked with right. uh, with Herbster as part of uh, the the Trump presidency, and Thibodeau left Herbster's campaign. Yes, as the running mate for Herbster. Um. The yeah, the behind the scenes story of everything that is happening, uh, would be. I think there's a lot there. Mm-hmm. There is a lot there that the general public, me included does does not know what's going on exactly personally in 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 a bunch of these relationships previous alliances and all of those sorts of things the question that i've got i've got a lot of questions but the one of the questions that i've got is again the timing of this story being released was as fortuitous as possible for those that would hope to see herbster damaged right politically in this why why is that well obviously you've you're you're during a time when people are doing mail-in voting right now okay and probably not a ton of republicans are you're still out outside of the election but you're getting into that home stretch and then number three you were coming up on a day and we can tell you about this being in the news industry because it transformed our day mm-hmm but you were coming up on a day where there was going to be a whole lot of uh sound clips and video of herbster in central and western nebraska with donald trump jr yeah and all of a sudden that feels like a long time ago Mm -hmm. it was 14 16 hours ago by the way nothing yet from uh from the nebraska gop or executive director taylor gage okay because you you would expect and then there's that whole part of it remember the when when gage was named the gop and you, people were saying, "Well, he's a you know he's a Ricketts loyalist, which means he's a Pillen loyalist." Uh-huh. And is that going to mean Herbster gets a fair shake? And that's what Herbster's campaign said last night. 
to Sanderford was essentially that this is, again, the political establishment trying to they use that word, the political establishment, the political establishment mm-hmm. that is trying to, you know, damage, damage Herbster. And mm-hmm. he, he denies all of it. Uh, when will he speak on this? What will we say? What will he say? Will he address some specific ap- uh, allegations? And then the other question that a lot of people are asking me is, will this have any political impact? And I would, and there are a lot of people say, no, it's it, this, you know, right now this just isn't going to matter in the state of Nebraska. I don't know. I wouldn't, I wouldn't say that when it's a Republican primary. Now, if this was a general, I might feel a little bit different, differently. Mm-hmm. This had come out in October and you were talking about a Herbster blood um, election coming up in November. But when there are other Republicans on the ticket, this, uh, yeah, I think this this could impact the GOP primary significantly. Yeah, I, I, I do think it could. And I know there's a lot of people who are, I think they're a little cynical um, about this whole thing, but I think it's a close call for a lot of people. Yeah, and a little bit could sway Republicans one way or the other on well, this. Well, and, and you're talking about it, it's a Republican primary, and the allegations stem from a Republican event. It wasn't just any event. Right. And, it wasn't just somewhere. It, and, it's involving Republicans at a Republican event. And the the people that are making the claims, according to Sandiford's um, article, are people who were involved in conservative or Republican politics right uh, the anonymous one she said either there's either a, at those sorts of events that kind of a background or beauty pageants was the other one there wasn't a whole lot more on the beauty pageants right. what exactly happened there but according to Sanford's article um, a few of these anonymous wit uh, sources um, who are making allegations said they've gotten out of politics since since this mm-hmm. whole thing but yeah you're right it is it is it is a you know Nonpartisan, but Republican state senator, it, this, very very Republican state senator for the Geo, for the Nebraska GOP. This is in your own house, right? Yeah, exactly. That's a that's a good point. What is? Are, do we hear something from Taylor Gage on the? Do we hear anything from the GOP? I would expect you on have this to. whole thing. You have to. Is e- Pillen, e- even if it's something as as basic as. We've seen what the we've seen the article we've seen the accusations. Um, we're going to let due process play out. Even if it's as simple as that, Taylor Gage and the Nebraska GOP have to put out a statement. How soon until Pillen? I assume it'll come from Pillen, but how soon until Pillen calls for Herbster to drop out of the race? Mm-hmm. You know that's coming, right? Yeah. I mean, that's the that is the next step in this, like. It, it, the there's even assuming even if all all the allegations let's assume they're they're true or mm-hmm. or mostly true on this point that that can that can be the case but it's hard not to see that there's some level of orchestration of the way that these things and when these things are presented as well mm-hmm. I, I i think i think both can be true so i'm not saying that to cast doubt on the allegations right. necessarily. I don't know, but you'd be hard-pressed to look at this and say, well, just, you know, the timing, this all just came together 
here at this point for no other reason than happenstance. Um, Something else to consider as we get into this primary and voting, and obviously we're talking very much so what where the House is in order for the Nebraska GOP. The way the primary works, and there's a lot of people that I've talked to, this is a, a consideration I have going into the primary because I want my voice to matter for who is Nebraska, Nebraska's next governor. The GOP primary is going to, as we said earlier, 95% plus chance decide who Nebraska's next governor is based on the GOP primary. Thousands of people are switching yeah. their registration, either either from D to R, right. to make that, that vote. Or independents picking the Republican ballot. Or the independents picking yeah. the Republican ballot. That can be significant when you have, it's not just two top people at the, at the where you're going between them, you have enough candidates in this race that thousands of people switching their ticket to vote in this primary, How it can have an impact that? on where where the votes get spread out. How many D to R changes are there right now in the state of Nebraska? That's an interesting question. That's a very interesting question as well. And who are they voting for? I I guess I assume Lindstrom, but right. But I don't know. And can and, and then the next question is. Is Herbster going to fire back something? I mean, do they have something in their back pocket now? I'm not saying, you know, any kind of nefarious right. allegation, but but something, you know, this is kind of what you, you, you time. Were you time holding on to something? Thi- are you holding out some piece of oppo research that you're you're going to drop? And is that the next salvo on this? And is Lindstrom able to stay out of the mudslinging enough to have this all to be his political gain mm-hmm. rather than rather than pillin? You know, I think Pillen to be, I'll tell you what, I, I'll tell you, if, if Pillen would have gone to the debates, would have participated in those things, would have been more sort of, and I know it's not that he hasn't been doing events and meet and greets and those sorts of things, but if he, I, I think there is some sense out there. That he's been absent that, over the course that of it's, that. That Ricketts is kind of pulling the strings on this thing. And I think that's probably hurt him a little bit and given Herbster, put Herbster in the place where he was. Right. Otherwise, I think Pillen would have been really the favorite in this whole thing. Um, and there are a number of people texting in that Republicans haven't opened their ballot to nonpartisans. We were talking about switching and in, in registering Republicans. Oh, yeah. yeah I, well, I said that wrong. I uh, picked the, uh, in terms of picking the ballot. So yeah. I said that wrong. That's on me. Um, and then last, last, uh, last thing, completely unrelated to others. We're getting a lot of texts about it. People asking about the theme of request line Friday is. Mm-hmm. We're going back to one of the original ones we did because it is prom season. Yeah. Bunch of proms in the area last weekend, bunch more next weekend. So we're taking you back to your senior prom. A song that you remember that was popular that was going on during your senior prom. You can even shout out your high school and maybe even your date if mm-hmm. you would like to. Especially if you're not married to him now. That'd be particularly <laughs> interesting. It's 825. It's LNK Today with Jack and Friends on KLIN. Before you hit that drive time, stay alert with Nitro Cold Brew Coffee from Booker. I'm Storm Alert Team Meteorologist Brittany Foster. You're listening to LNK Today with Jack and Friends on 1499.3 KLIN. All right, 39. Welcome back LNK Today with Jack and Friends. 31 degrees on this busy Thursday morning. Uh, joining us right now, Amanda. 
You can hear Cullen Nebraska baseball this weekend, Huskers versus BYU in a non-conference series, and you heard him uh, doing the spring game last weekend and Sports Nightly as well, Greg Sharp. Good morning, Greg. How are you doing today? Jack, I'm well, thank you. Good. Um, let's talk spring game first. Uh, it was it was hard. I know I had to come on the radio on Monday, and and uh, you know you, you know you come off after a game or after something, and you feel like you've got to have a bunch of uh, opinions and takes and sorts of things. And I got here Monday morning. I was like, I don't really have any opinions <laughs> after what I saw on Monday, just because it was it was so hard to tell a whole lot from especially that first half, and then by the second half, you had a lot of guys that you weren't household names that were in essentially. Um, but I know you, you were you were prepped for this game. You knew a little bit about what you would see. What were, if you had any, what were your takeaways from the game? It was bland, wasn't it? Yeah. I mean, they, they, you know, when you talk about Danella, that was beyond that, and uh, certainly by design. Yeah. You don't want, particularly with a conference game out of the gate, you don't want to show in a new offensive coordinator. You really don't want to show much at all. Matt even made the comment during the broadcast. He goes. We haven't sent one guy in motion on offense. <laughs> I didn't even notice it was, that. <laughs> it was just line up and snap the ball. And so and that that was totally by design. You know, I, I think a lot of us would have liked to have seen maybe a little bit more tackling in the first half. Obviously not the quarterbacks. That, that's fine. I, I think everybody gets that. But mm-hmm. maybe it, it's a little unfair that Jock Gant gets tapped on the on the thigh and he's down. That, that is the, <laughs> the way. The kind way of it takes goes. away his, uh, his special powers, doesn't it? <laughs> it sure does. But, you know, I thought Anthony Grant's move, the, the, the electrifying long touchdown run, uh, you, you saw that little jump cut that he made, and you're going, okay, yeah, that'll work. And, and the fact that he pulled away from defenders as he raced yeah. down the sideline was a really good sign. Defensively, I thought there were a couple players that stood out. Jamari Butler is a redshirt freshman outside linebacker. He wears number 10. He was really active. He was in the backfield a lot in that game, and that was encouraging to me. And the coaches have said they think he has a chance to be an impact for them next year. And uh, and I, the other, I guess I did have a couple of takeaways. And one on the defensive end, you just made me remember is just I, I think Garrett Nelson. You know, same thing. Uh-huh. It, you, you can't hit, and so you don't know a lot. But man, he was in the backfield a lot, and he's been um, he's he's been so solid his first two years, and 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 getting older, getting more experience in the program. He looks like he could be maybe the the, the most key guy on that entire defense. I think. I I think that will be a guy that will will maybe push even getting double digit sacks next year. I think. He's added some weight. He he just he's he's developed into a man. I mean, yeah. right? I mean, he came here as a yeah. as a young man from Scotts Bluff, but he now is a man. Yeah. And that motor runs hot. He's obviously going to be a captain of this football team. And I'm with you. I think he's going to be really really good. I also think, and the coaches are being kind of quiet about this, but I, I think you're going to see Nebraska play a lot of four man front defensively. I, I think they're mm. kind of transitioning out of the three man look. And there's some lack of depth at those D tackle spots. Well, that that alleviates that because then you get guys like Caleb Tanner and Garrett Nelson playing more of a defensive end spot. Yeah, like a rush end. Yeah. yeah, yeah, rush end. And if Jamari Butler, who I mentioned, he plays that position, and so does Blaze Gunnerson, who made some plays late last season. They have some depth there, so I think that could be a transition. But you know, I thought I thought Purdy threw the ball pretty well, had a couple of nice throws. I thought Heinrich Harburg made a couple of nice throws. In the quarterback spot, and we just didn't see much of Casey Thompson, but no. the coaches did in the first 14 practices, and they liked what they saw there. Did you make anything of the kind of the or who played when in terms of the quarterbacks? And I know they weren't going to play Thompson a lot, but it looked to me uh, like Smothers and, and Purdy were kind of the co-number twos in the way that they played them, and you saw more of Harburg late in the game. Is, is there anything to make out of that, uh, or did you make anything out of that? 
Well, Purdy, Purdy didn't go through a lot of spring. He had some injury situations. So for most of the spring, Logan was the number two. And so I think that's why he got the first crack at it in the game the other day. Purdy then had a good final week, good final couple practices, and he kind of continued that into the spring game. So that's a pretty good battle, I think, going off of that number two spot. Logan had some really good practices early in spring, and then Purdy had the good push late. So that, that'll be a fun thing to follow, I think, in August. Who kind of cements themselves behind Casey Thompson? And here I'm here I'm declaring Casey the starter. The coaches haven't done that yet, but right. I think we, we all see the, the writing on the wall. Yeah, I think, I, I think so. You, you know what's interesting um, uh, about Logan Smothers is, Greg, after that – Iowa game, and then, you know, he got a chance to play in that game. Uh, they lost the game, but of course, you, you've got a, you had a new freshman coming in. You got Purdy transferring in. You got Thompson transferring in. My assumption was we were going to hear, especially because he's not from the state, he's from Alabama. I was almost sure you would hear that he was going somewhere else. Um, I, I'm, I'm really surprised that he decided to stay here. I think it's cool. It's just something you don't see very often at this point. But why do you think he, he made that decision to, to stay here and compete for the quarterback position? Well, one, I really salute it, right? I mean, so many times now with the transfer portal, guys are, are pretty quick to pull the trigger and get out of town. He's not done that. I also think because he runs so well, I, I could see Mark Whipple going, you know what, we could we could throw him in there for a series maybe every game and just go with a run package for the quarterback spot and see if we can confuse the defense. So I, can, I think they can find a role for Logan. And, Jack, this, I mean, we all understand injuries happen. I mean, pick the quarterbacks take yeah. hits. Yeah. You, you better have a little bit of depth there. So, I, you know, I, I, I really appreciate Logan. He certainly seems to be – committed to this program. I think that's great. He's a talented young guy who certainly can run. Uh, you know, I think we all wish he maybe the throwing was better than what we've seen from him, but he can't. He's got wheels. He can really run. Yeah. You know, it's it's really interesting. You talk about quarterback injuries for a, for a while there in Nebraska, and I'm talking like 20 years ago. I mean, Jamal Lord, I don't think ever ever got hurt and you know, Joe Daly when he was there, healthy most of his career, Zach Taylor, healthy. You had a you had a big run and then um you you had Taylor Martinez, he had injury problems and now kind of since that, you've had every year I mean, really, almost every year. I don't know if they've had the quarterback start every game for an entire year since Taylor Martinez at this point. Right. And you hadn't had that yeah. for so long prior to that. So you're, you're absolutely, my point just being you're absolutely right about depth and, and it being necessary, and it's a good, good thing to have. Um, go ahead. One, one final point to that. I don't know how much Mark Whipple's offense is going to run the football. Uh, I mean, with the quarterback game. I think, you know, yeah. that maybe maybe limited more than what Scott Frost would do. And then they're certainly going to have elements of Scott Frost offense uh, moving forward. But Mark Whipple may not want to put those quarterbacks in harm's way as much as what they've done in the past. Oh, my only other takeaway is uh, Nash Hutmacher. Uh, Hutmacher, I don't know how to say that. Huge dude. That's it. That, that was my only other takeaway. <laughs> huge. He is polar bear. He, he's, he's probably the strongest guy on the football team. And I, I was holding my breath because he got nicked up a little I bit. I saw that. Uh, they had to help him off. Yes. I think he's fine, so they avoided any problems there. But he's going to be a big part. He's going to certainly be a big part of that rotation up front defensively. In in terms of, as far as we know, you know, there were a lot of people held out because of injuries. There's a lot. We talked about that last week, um, and, and that accounted for part of the reason you saw the format that you did for the spring game. Um, how many of these, uh, are there going to be significant injuries that are lingering into fall camp and into the season, or are most of these going to be, uh, should be taken care of by the summer? No, I think pretty much everybody will be back. I don't have any final 
take on Thomas Fedoni, who got hurt early in spring, what the timetable for his return is. But everybody that was held out of the spring, they expect back. In fact, if you paid really close attention during warm-up, Travis Vokalek was in uniform, knew he wouldn't play, but he's that close to doing something. Gabe okay. Irvin, remember Gabe? He yeah. hurt in the Oklahoma game last yeah. year. He was in uniform Saturday, went through warm-ups, but not quite ready, but close. So I, I think everybody, with the exception of Fedoni, and I just don't know how far away his injury is getting him back, but that's the good news, that this team will look a lot different because, Jack, there probably were about six to eight starters that did not even play at all Saturday. Right, right. Yeah, uh, absolutely, and that uh, that was part of the reason why it was kind of hard to get a real real big takeaway. And then, okay, last thought, I keep having more thoughts, but you mentioned Gabe Irvin. I, I kind of forgot about him, but you got a crowded running back. I mean, you've got like five candidates again at running back, all of which you could sort of see taking the lion's share of snaps, right? I mean, it's uh, there, it, it, that's it's not particularly clear that there's a guy at this point. I love that room right now. I mean, Ramir has a certain skill. He can do a lot of different things. Catches the ball well out of the backfield. We saw what Grant can do. Yant has a, a certain skill set that, that he has. I sound like the guy from Taken by the hour right now. <laughs> a certain skill set. That, and then, yeah, then you put in Gabe Urban, who kind of who has a multiple set of things that he can do. So I, I like what, where Nebraska sits with that room right now, and I think the coaches do too. All right. Hey, uh, let, let's talk a little Nebraska baseball. Oh, Greg, oh. You, they need, they needed you back there on on Saturday. It was it was a rough weekend, and then you get the lead against Creighton, and the game doesn't happen. You know, you felt like that thing happens. Maybe you get a little momentum going at this point, but you know, it was just it was big innings for Rutgers that really hurt. And Nebraska not capitalizing on runners in scoring position again this weekend is from what I could tell on this thing. What's what's going on with this team right now? Well, Rutgers pretty good. I think they're going to win the league. And, and, you know, the Friday-Saturday games were both pretty competitive games. This Friday night, Nebraska had the tie and run at the plate in the bottom of the ninth. And then Saturday, they had the tie and go-ahead runs uh, out there in both the eighth and ninth inning and couldn't get the big hit to win. And then Sunday got away from them. That, you know, the weird thing about Sunday's game is it was 3-1 to one going to the seventh. I know. Still, still a game. <laughs> Greg, I was listening to you, and then we had to go somewhere, and I looked at I've, my updates where the Nebraska baseball Twitter, I can see it when they tweet out the score, and I saw the score. I was like, is that the same game I was listening to? Yeah. It was just bizarre. So he just got away from them. Uh, you know, everybody's worried about the pitching, and rightfully so. They've had so many arms go down and been a dismissal from a, a guy who looked like he was promising but to me, it's the bats. It's just the inability to get big hits. And, you know, Max Anderson, Jack, did not have a hit in the entire Rutgers series. Wow. Well, if that's going to be the case, then yeah. we're in trouble. Because yeah. he needs to be a guy that you can rely on. So they got to find a way to get Max lit back up again. This weekend's games with BYU, not that they don't mean anything, but for Nebraska baseball, for the out of the end of the year, it's all about the conference and where can they finish in the league and can they get up to Omaha in the Big Ten tournament and make some noise there. But you know, they'll, they'll fight their way through. The good news for tonight, Jack, and we do have a game tonight, mm-hmm. uh, it's, is Cody Frank is back. Cody was also not available last week. Okay, good. His arm kind of got a little sore, but he threw a bullpen on Monday. Felt great, so he's going to be in the starting rotation tonight. That's good. And, and kind of an odd, uh, BYU doesn't play on Sundays, so uh, what, we do one one today, two tomorrow, and one Saturday? Is that right? Yeah. It's a four-game series. It's been set that way. They are going to play the game one tomorrow as just a seven-inning game at the doubleheader. We did the same thing down in the same Houston opening weekend. And yeah, the the, the Mormons they they don't do anything 
on Sunday and right. that welcome to the Big 12 in a couple of years because that, that team is about to become a member of that league. And, and I guess you have to mention, I, I had kind of forgotten this, but, you know, the hope continues to be, obviously, like you said, you can get in Omaha and, and get hot in Omaha somewhere, but the Big Ten doesn't take every team to the tournament, right? Only the top eight. So you got to get in that top eight, and Nebraska's seventh right now. Currently so. starting seventh, and then the Huskers off this week, so they, you know, they might even move up a little bit this week, depending on what some of the outcomes of the games are. Yeah, but you do look at the standings. I mean, Rutgers, like you said, which by the way, did anybody see that coming with Rutgers? I mean, all the talk was Maryland and Michigan and Nebraska this year. It seemed no, like. yeah, you know, and that team is pretty much all back from last year. They were going to make the tournament last year, and then they crashed and burned in the last two weeks of the regular season. They came to Lincoln last year and swept Nebraska, so they're six. They love Haymarket Park. Yeah, six and zero there. Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, my point was going to be, though, Nebraska's at four and five, and there's a big jumble between, you know, uh, basically three and eight right now yeah. between those yep. teams. And one weekend could absolutely flip that on its, on its head. So, like you said, exactly, you get Big Ten series wins from here on out. Schedule makes that doable, and and then you got to look for that run in Omaha, get the crowd behind you, and and hopefully things are coming together by then. That's that's kind of what you got to hope for now for the postseason. You know, and hey, Omaha has been magical for Nebraska. Yeah. There have been some terrific games up there, the Big Ten tournament, big crowds when the Huskers play. So that that's your hope right now. And I know Will Bolt still thinks this team can can find a, a hot stretch, and hopefully that's uh, still to come. Yeah, and you just hope. With the with the youth on the team, you know sometimes you'll see that with young teams really starting to gel late in a late in a season, and if that could be the case for Nebraska, uh, that that would be great if we would. And I want to go down there and watch some games. I love when the college or excuse me the Big Ten tournaments in in Omaha and they fill that place up. So should be a good time. All right, so baseball tonight, uh, pregame at six, first pitch at six thirty. So no sports nightly tonight, but we'll be listening, Greg. Hey, have a great what? one. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, one last thing. Go out and see some Husker softball. That team yes. is really special. 15 straight wins. They've got the Gophers coming to town this weekend. They play at 5 o'clock on Friday night. I need to get out and see them. <laughs> Boy, isn't... Man, the the women's sports this year, Greg, and, and everybody, expected, everybody expected volleyball, obviously, to be good, and I don't think anybody expected basketball or softball to be bad, but... The way that they have come out of the gate with the performances this season is, boy, Nebraska is is, is as strong in in women's sports as anyone uh, right now, and it's a it's really exciting future too. Is this the the particularly cool thing about it? Absolutely. Thanks, Jack. Yep. We'll talk to you later, Greg. Here's Greg Sharp, uh, voice of the Big Red, and Airman Sports Nightly as well, right here on KLIN eight fifty four. You are listening to LNK today with Jack and Reds. We will wrap up the show after this on KLIN. I like the local news because it doesn't get into all these politics. Get today's top news and sports directly to your inbox. Sign up for the daily at KLIN.com. You're listening to LNK Today with Jack and Friends on 1499.3 KLIN. All right, tomorrow is Friday. We need a weekend after today. My goodness, what a crazy show today. Check out the podcast at KLIN.com. Jack Mitchell podcast dropping in 30 seconds with House candidate Jazari Qual. Tomorrow, request line Friday. We did this one last year. It was one of the original ones. We are bringing it back. Prom. Prom songs. What song do you remember from your prom? And then shout out if you want to. Your high school. Your class and your date, especially if you're not married to them now. That's that's what we want to hear. So text them in now. It's 9 o'clock, KLI and Lincoln.